Carlton, before I forget, uh, I communicated with, with Terry Ortwig last night, and they're not going to be back tomorrow with that load of furniture to unload. It's going to be Tuesday night. So uh, others of you, uh, the Ortwigs are moving his mother down to live with them, and they are in the, uh, their garage apartment. Anyhow, they need some help in unloading the truck, but it'll be Tuesday evening about 5 o'clock. We live in a world that is filled with conflict and trial, anger. Just Saturday a week ago, we were all shocked at the occurrences in El Paso with the, with the killings there, misguided people uh, doing horrible and terrible things. Of course, there was immediately a call for gun control, and then there was uh, uh, other side people saying, no, it's not the guns, it's the people. It's misguided people. It's evil people. It's the hatred and the anger and the violence that we as a society uh, apparently breed. Uh, Truth is, there's always been violence and horrible things that happen in our nation. We just know about it more now than we used to because of instant news just Immediately, when something happens, we know about it. We know the day that a riot occurs in a in a prison in Rio de Janeiro, and people are killed there. Or we know immediately uh, about political unrest in Hong Kong, and and see the people marching in the streets there. Anytime anything happens, regardless of where it happens, we know about it because of the electronic media. We, we see the Antifa as they march, and, and we think, well, how horrible that, uh, that side would be. And then uh, we see those that, that hate people of other races, and, well, there's violence everywhere. But it has happened a lot. It's happened many places, many times, and it's not something just recent. In fact, just yesterday, I was visiting with some cousins who were in Dangerfield, just 45 miles east of here, in the First Baptist Church on June the 22nd, 1980, when a man came in and shot residents or shot people in that congregation that day. See, it's always happened. There have always been people that are evil. There have been people that have discord and anger. The world needs peacemakers. It's not uncommon to hear a police officer called uh, saying that he's a peacekeeper. Uh, It's his job to hunt for the bad guys and keep them from doing bad things. And so, uh, of course... Obviously, there's a whole lot more to that job than, than hunting the bad guys and keeping them from doing bad things. Uh, but that's what they do, and they utilize uh, their weapons because the intent is that they have the force to make the bad guys not do bad things. In uh, 1873, Samuel Colt introduced the peacekeeper. It was... Uh, a new type of gun where shells could be easily loaded, and so anyone could learn to, to load it and fire it and shoot it. 
Uh, and uh, the advertisement was God made men different, but uh, the peacekeeper makes them equal. Uh, and I guess that would have been true. That is, if you both knew how to aim and fire the same, uh, now the advantage went to the guy who had the better aim, uh, not necessarily to the guy that was larger or taller. But peacekeepers are not always very successful. In fact, they're almost always doomed to failure. Because when I'm not being violent because someone has a greater force than me, I just look for a greater force myself so that now I can still express my anger or my frustration. Uh, People will find a way to overcome the force that had stopped them before. Uh, World War II was called the Great War, and uh, people said later that 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 would be the last war, the war to end all wars. But then 30 years later, there was World War II because conflict wasn't resolved. It was still there. Millions died in World War I. Wars still happen today, and they count the victims by thousands instead of millions. There's still conflict, and it's not just in one place or two. It's all over the world. But peacekeepers are still destined to fail until the conflict is resolved. Peace will never be established. Peacekeepers just keep it at bay. You know, the pacifier that the kid sucks on uh, will work for a little while, but sooner or later you've got to feed the kid. You've got to resolve the problem or else... You know, it won't, the conflict will still be there. And the gun to use to maintain the peace will only work so long. Eventually, the pain from the conflict will supersede and the conflict will continue. A peacemaker is needed to resolve conflict. Peacemakers look for common ground for agreement. Peacemakers work to remove the hurt or the anger or the conflict so that the people can live in peace. When Hitler began his uh, rise to power in Europe, uh, there was a lot of anti-Semitism. Some would escape it, moving, uh, bringing their families to the United States. Some would die there. There was an 11-year-old boy named Heinz who learned from that. He, he learned the power of seeking peace, of have, trying to resolve the conflict. Uh, he, uh, his dad was a school teacher, quickly lost his job. Uh, being a Jew by birth, they clung to their Jewish ancestry, to their customs as long as they could. Uh, But everything became more and more difficult. Persecution swelled. When Heinz would be on the street, he would always be careful to avoid groups because groups usually meant there was someone wanting to attack him because he was a Jew. Kept his eyes open, looking uh, to avoid problems. 
There was one day that he, he was cornered by those and there was no way he was going to escape. It looked like he was getting ready to, to suffer a major beating. But he talked his way out of it. He, he, he found a way to alleviate the tension uh, and talked his way into peace. Well, eventually, he and his family moved to the United States and he grew up here. Uh, and he became synonymous for peace. We know his name more by the Anglicized version, uh, Henry Kissinger. Bringing people to a mutual understanding brings peace. Bringing a sense of resolution to conflict between people it brings peace that can be maintained. Jesus gave the Beatitudes. We've been looking at them for the last several weeks. Uh, and some of them seem just really counterintuitive. This one sounds reasonable. A peacemaker is good. But I would imagine to those that were listening to Jesus that day, it too sounded very counterintuitive. Or at least it was something that they didn't want. Because they were not looking for peace. They were looking for a king who would lead them in conflict against Rome. They wanted to kick Rome out of their land. They didn't want to find a way to live with Rome. They didn't want to find peace. They wanted to get rid of Rome. But Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called the children of God. Not the people that gather an army and kick Rome out, but the people who make peace. Now, when we understand it in that context, it does kind of sound odd to us, like it would have to them. Uh, in the kingdom of God, the children of God look for peace, not strife, not battle. In the kingdom the children of God will overcome evil by doing good. A blessing in solving the problems around us is that we live then without fear of danger. But more importantly, we are now children of God. That's really what the kingdom of God is about. It's about peace on this earth. It's about peace between people. From the very beginning, it's been that way. You remember when Jesus was born, the angels in the, in the skies sang glory, to the high, uh, glory in the highest to God, and upon earth, peace among men, goodwill. The very message from the very beginning was a message of peace. Peace from God toward men and now peace among men. God is about peace, not strife. God seeks peace, not conflict. He is about community, not estrangement. Satan's first action was to bring enmity between God and man. His second action was to bring enmity between men. First, there was the separation between God and Adam and Eve, and then there was the separation between Cain and Abel. 
the entire purpose of Jesus is to bring fellowship, peace, harmony in this world. First, peace between ourselves and God, and then peace among men. Jesus was called the Prince of Peace. The angels announced that, but the prophecies had said before, Jesus, the Messiah, would be one of peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, his job was to reconcile the sinful, uh, reconcile our problem with God, to, to reconcile sinful humanity with, heaven, with the heavenly Father. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. You see, sin had built a separation between us and God, and it is Jesus who pays the penalty of our sin that destroys that barrier, that knocks it down, that removes the wall that would separate us from God. And so in Christ we are reconciled, are made right with God. Peace is restored. To be a peacemaker, you and I first need to be at peace with God. If we don't find peace with God, there's still going to, there always will be torment in our soul, in our heart, and we'll not be able to have peace anywhere. And so you and I need to find peace with God. That's why Jesus came. And you and I need to respond to Jesus. You and I need to participate in that process. We accept his provisions. You see, he's come down and he's offered something to us now, offered us a common ground, and we need to be willing to accept that. We'd be foolish not to because, really, he's paid all the price. Uh, Whenever there's conflict, it's because one side or the other is refusing to accept the terms of peace. The terms are so generous for us to have peace with God. Just be a disciple of Jesus. He offers forgiveness to us. Uh, And and so, let me encourage every one of us, all of us, to live at peace with God. We believe in Him. If we confess our faith in Him and repent, turn from, from the strife and serve the Lord, being baptized in His name, then we can have peace. We can rejoice that we are at peace with God. Romans 5, verse 2, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. As peacemakers, you and I need to make peace with ourselves, in ourselves, You know, that's possible because, well, part of the conflict that we have internally is that we feel guilt. We feel that we've done wrong. In Christ, that can be purified or cleansed. We we are made pure in Christ. We talked about that last week. 
pure in heart. We are able to have a clean conscience in Christ. Hebrews 9 verse 14, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself up, or offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So with a clean, pure conscience, now we're free from guilt. We are at peace with ourselves. With a conscience made clean, we are confident in our relationship with God. We have an inner peace. That's a lot uh, what the world hungers for and the world doesn't have because they don't really know the Lord. We should have a sense of inner peace. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. We have peace in Jesus. Peace with ourselves. Peace with God. And as peacemakers, we need to understand we are ambassadors of Christ to make peace in the world. A principal responsibility of Christians is to be agents of peace, peacemakers. We should sow seeds of peace, of goodwill, not seeds of discord and strife. We should teach the love of God and seek understanding, not vengeance and hatred. Children of God, Christians, should be known by our love. Indeed, Jesus said that we would be known to be his disciples because of our love. Paul would write Romans 14, 19, So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. That's who you and I need to be, peacemakers looking for ways to bring peace between ourselves and the world around us. Or 1 Peter chapter 3, finally all of you have unity of mind, uh, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless those, or bless for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Obviously, we won't be able to be at peace with everybody, because there are some people that have a spirit of Satan, a, 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 a spirit within them that rejects God and rejects the love of God. Satan stays alive, and he is in the hearts of many individuals in this world, and so he pushes them to bring discord and strife and anger, anything but peace. We've seen that in the last days. He'll do that. He'll continue to do that. He'll never quit, not until the last day. He'll put husband against wife and child against parent. And he'll bring a wedge uh, of discontent between friends, between co-workers. He'll bring nation against nation. His purpose is to cause pain 
by creating strife and anger and destruction. You see, Satan hates God, and he's going to do everything he can to hurt God. And one of the ways that you hurt God is to hurt God's creation. And that's what Satan's always doing. But as far as we can, we need to sing. We don't ever need to use the fact that Satan is causing strife to justify our refusal to seek peace. Romans 12, verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. It's not my job to certify every wrong or uh, fix every wrong. It's my job to do good instead of evil. Peace is not more important than truth. We don't give up truth to find peace. There are some that will, but that's not what God wants us to do. Uh, Hebrews 10 or 12 verse 14, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Seek peace, but also seek to be right. uh, Seek the holiness of God. We must always be right before God. There was a monk in the year 400 named Telemachus. He lived in Asia. That was during the time, not Asia, Asia Minor, uh, Turkey today. That was during the time still when the gladiator games were still going on in Rome and the other cities around uh, the Roman Empire. Gladiators were most often slaves or political prisoners, and they were put in the ring and they, to, to kill each other. And it was sport. And the crowds would, uh, w- would rejoice and, and yell and scream. The sight of blood was, was a sport. And I suppose in the eyes of many still is today. But Telemachus was disturbed because the emperor by then, Honorius, was supposed to be a Christian. But yet this terrible thing was still going on. And many of the people that went to the gladiator games supposedly were Christians as well. And they cheered the blood What, he wondered, could be further from the Spirit of Christ than the cruelty of these gladiator games. Church leaders spoke against them, but no one seemed to care. Telemachus realized that just talking wasn't going to be enough. What could he do? But who was he? One monk against the might of Rome? One day he had the sense that the Holy Spirit was leading him to do something more, and so he decided he would go to Rome. And as he arrived in the city of Rome, there was a celebration because of a recent Roman victory in battle. And 
there had been a circus declared, and everybody was going to the Colosseum, and he was caught up in that group that was going to the Colosseum, and, and he went along with them, with the large crowds, not really at first knowing where he was going or why he was going there, but he got to the, to the Colosseum for the circus, and everybody was excited because the lions were roaring, and the gladiators were preparing for the battle, and to his horror there, he, he began to see people torn apart by the wild animals and then the gladiators in the arena fighting with each other. And he ran from the stands into the, onto the floor of the pit. And he began going from place to, from person to person saying, Stop! Stop in the name of Christ! I beg you to stop! At first, people thought that he was put there as a, as a comic relief, and people cheered and, and, and laughed. But he kept going from gladiator to gladiator, stop, in the name of Christ, stop. And he began to, to interfere with the matches. And so people began to yell for him to be killed. And one of the gladiators did. And people began throwing things on top of him, rocks and various things. But then, people began to realize what had happened. And the noise reduced. Silence came. And everyone left the Colosseum. And the next day, the emperor decreed there would be no more gladiator fights. We must stop the fighting. We must stop the hatred. We must release anger. We must bring peace. We must talk peace. We must live peace. Because blessed is the peacemaker. That person will be called a child of God. Let the people in Washington worry about making peace with North Korea. We can't really do much, not immediately from here. Instead, seek peace with your estranged brother or sister or parent or child or your next door neighbor. Let the police maintain the highways. You seek peace with the people you work with or go to school with. If enough of us seek peace in our neighborhoods, eventually there'll be peace all over the world. Because we are a world community. 
And so if you've got conflict now with someone, with somebody, some person, somewhere, find peace. Find a way to resolve the conflict. Look for a mutual agreement. Resolve the problems. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the children of God. Hope you can find inner peace. In fact, can we help you find inner peace? Can we help you find a peace with God to resolve the conflict that is within yourself? Let's be standing. There's some of our elders will be in the foyer in a moment. Some of us here at the front. If you're having trouble in your heart, in your soul, we'll pray with you to find inner peace. Or if you don't have peace with God yet and you would like to become a child of God to find peace with God, we'll help you there too. The water is ready. You can be baptized today. You can become a child of God, baptized for the remission of your sins so that there is no longer a wall of separation between you and God. However we can help you and whatever thing we can do, we encourage your response as we praise God in song.